You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Kate, we just had a great conversation during the break about some of the history behind some of these pairings, uh, eventual pairings that we might get, especially in the East between if we get the Heat and the Knicks squaring off. And so many people I've seen this all over are saying, oh, can't wait for Heat-Knicks. That's going to be such a great matchup just based on the rivalry. And I had to be uh, schooled in this rivalry because, you know, it was in the 90s and I was alive, but, you know, I was a small girl. So when you don't live in the era of something going on, especially when it's not just, okay, they won this championship or something that you can read. I think to truly understand a rivalry, you kind of have to be alive and like get the little nuances. It's kind of like similar to now where you follow these games on Twitter and you see the memes. Like, I feel like that's like the cultural uh, fiber that's kind of woven into these games is the way people react to some of these like tertiary uh, storylines. But do you think that some of this history actually matters? Like if we do get Heat and Nick squaring off, because think about it. These players are younger than we are. Like, there's no chance that they were, you know, thinking and watching some of these games. Do you think it matters? Yeah, I do. I I think teams not necessarily approach the game differently, but there's a heightened level of um, anticipation's not the right word, but just heightened competitiveness urgency yes competitiveness Mm -hmm. in these series and not necessarily so much from the players but from the fans because the fans do for the most part a lot of them do remember maybe being in the building when the the nixon heat played back in the late 90s early 2000s and remembering that so the 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 vibe and the feeling from the fans i think rubs off a little bit more on the players and players like to you know back their their organization and what they've built so if if this is a very prideful series for one organization like the players are going to know that and and that's going to show on the court so i do think that there is a little bit more to the games where there's a rivalry series coming up and there's history between the two teams things get a little bit more chippy maybe a little bit more physical than a, a series matchup between two teams that don't have any history at all Also, doesn't it feel like we don't have as many rivalries as we used to? Like, I think the only rivalries right now in the NBA are basically just the Grizzlies against everybody. And everybody hates (laughs) Dylan Brooks. Uh, So I think it's become more of a player-based league as opposed to, like, you know, just teams going at each other. Uh, But so it will be an interesting um, aspect if we do, in fact, get heat 
and Nick squaring off in the Eastern Conference. And I do think the fans will definitely uh, play a factor here because uh, there are some fans that are old enough to remember that. So I thought that was oh, a yeah. good point that you brought up. So let's get into it. Let's get into the Heat and the Bucks. And if it is the Heat coming out of the series right now, they lead this series three games to one. But here's the thing. I almost gasped when I saw this line. The Bucks are laying 11 and a half points. Did Jimmy Butler retire? Is he dead? Is he playing in this game? Kate, what am I missing here? I think it, the Bucks are just expecting a massive bounce back from Milwaukee. Milwaukee has not played its best basketball yet, and they are a far superior team than Miami. If you're talking about regular season Miami, in the regular season, uh, the Heat averaged 112 points per game. That was the sixth fewest in the league so far. And right now, they're outscoring the Bucs. They're shooting better than the Bucs. They're shooting better from the, from deep from the Bucs. Like, it is, everything offensively is working for Miami right now. And you've got to imagine that comes back down to earth a little bit. I mean, no Tyler Hero. That's about 20 points per game that you're having to make up. So far, he'd have done fine without him. But can they continue that? I mean, if Jimmy Butler doesn't go off for 50 plus 56 the other night, the Heat aren't winning that game. Their offense completely stalled outside of Jimmy Butler. So I think the books are waiting, anticipating for a game like that from the Heat. And then the Bucks with their backs up against the wall. This is the number one seed we're talking about. Not only the number one seed in the East, the best team in the entire league, the best record all season. Do we really think that they're going to – get bounced in the first round no one anticipated that coming in so this is just a huge response game from Milwaukee 11 and a half is a lot um but I'm not I'm not totally opposed to taking that I have not taken it yet Bucks first quarter is my favorite play in this game just knowing that they have to come out hot um but 11 and a half even though it's big I, I, I don't hate that number yeah, I wonder what the spread is in the, the first half. So it would be 11 and a half divided by two, correct? So like five and a half, uh, six and a half, maybe yeah. somewhere in that range. Maybe that's the way to go because you've got to think that the Bucks will be playing with some kind of urgency here. And one would think that Chris Middleton's not going to foul out again because I think that was one of the big takeaways at the end of that game last time around. Yes, Jimmy Butler was absolutely on fire and nobody could stop him. But the Bucs did not have a good response. They would go down to the other end and look completely clustered. And Giannis would try to drive to the basket and like miss a layup. And also he looked kind of hurt. So looking yeah. at Giannis, somebody who we know is not 100%, like is this, I keep coming back to this. I do think there's a very good chance that the Bucs win this game, but 11 and a half, like I'm not so sure. I still think that the Heat are going to put up some kind of fight here. I mean, based on what Miami has shown this series, yeah, you would think so. And that would be a, a great line to take if you think the Heat can do that again. The Bucks have to take things away from Jimmy Butler this game. Like, they did nothing to slow him down in that last game. And that means you're banking on someone like Kevin Love stepping up again for um, Miami. There's no Victor Oladipo, so he's out. You need a aging Kyle Lowry massive game if Jimmy Butler doesn't go for 30-plus again in tonight's game. I mean, if you look at the scoring last game, outside of Bam uh, and Gabe Vincent, he had 10 points. Bam had 15. I mean, 
Max Struess, 17 minutes. He had zero points. Kevin Love, six points. Like, their starting lineup is not scoring a ton outside of Butler and Adebayo. I just, I'm not sure if um, they're going to continue that tonight on the road. So I'm not going to bet the full game, but I would, I would go against you, Chelsea. I would lean Bucks minus 11 and a half here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, you know, you say, like, all these guys scored zero points or 12 points or whatever. Yeah, it's because Jimmy Butler was taking every single shot, and they still won <laughs> the game. So we're talking about a massive spread here. And I think the only or the biggest sabotage factor for me is sometimes when a play looks too obvious, it can be a trap. And I think yeah. that is the, the the thought that's creeping in the back of my mind because eventually one would think that the Bucks will return to form and hopefully Giannis may be feeling a little better. Maybe he's a little less rusty in this one. And one would think that Coach Bud will finally make some defensive adjustments to maybe put some pressure on Jimmy Butler. And also, the Heat have been shooting out of their mind. I think that was uh, the angle going into this last game, is saying that you know the Heat have been shooting the lights out. Eventually, they're not going to shoot 55% from the field and make all these threes. So maybe this is finally a regression game that's looming for the Heat, but... I think it's either a stay away from me or I'm taking the 11 and a half. Uh, I don't think I'm willing to bet against Jimmy Butler right now uh, because, you know, you've seen the look on his face. I'm just not willing to do it right now. Uh, So maybe let's head out west and look at game five between the Kings and the Warriors. The Warriors laying a point and a half uh, because we know they have not been great on the road. But still, uh, the big news out of Sacramento is De'Aaron Fox is dealing with a fractured finger in his shooting hand. When I saw this, I think, what was it, Monday? And it was a day that was chock full of news and great games, so it was kind of buried. But this feels like a very big injury, especially for a Kings team. The momentum has not been swinging in their favor. Do you think this is the death blow for the Sacramento Kings, De'Aaron Fox being banged up? Yeah, it's definitely not ideal for the Kings. I mean, De'Aaron Fox right now in this series, oh boy, what is he averaging? 31 and a half points, six rebounds, seven assists, two and a half steals. If he's not able to go, and I mean, it sounds like he will play tonight, I can't imagine he's going to be 100%. And so making up a lot of that production for the Kings, that's a little scary for me. Um, I think my angle in this one, because I don't fully trust the Warriors on the road. If they we get to a game seven in this series, that'll be in Sacramento. I will take the Warriors in that game on the road because of their veteran uh, players and that Steve Kerr's been in this situation before. And so in that scenario, I like a more veteran team. In this game, 
I, I still think Sacramento could win this game, but I'm going to play the under here because we probably aren't going to see the same De'Aaron Fox that we've seen in past games in this series. Uh, points are going to be harder to come by for him, especially because this injury is on his shooting hand. And then also, I mean, he's the one that pushes the pace a ton for Sacramento. He's the one that gets you up and down the floor. Uh, that might slow down a little. And if the Kings can't score as well with him banged up, they're going to have to rely a little bit heavier on their defense. So I'm going to stay away from the side in this one or even money line um, and just play the under here. 234 and a half seems like quite a bit for the best player on this Kings roster to be banged up and having an issue with his shooting hand. If it was the regular season, I think I'd completely 100% be on your side. But do you think that he is getting all the injections and like care in the world because it is the postseason? I think that's the sabotage factor for me because I think if you look at the totals in these games before this one, it's been run and gun. It's been up and down the court and it's just a barrage of threes. So I think you have to be really brave to take an under in a Kings and Warriors game. Like I know it's a high total, but like, do you feel a little anxious about taking an under in the series just because of that? And because I think, you know, maybe he, De'Aaron Fox won't be at a hundred percent, but like the effort level is still going to be there. Oh, his, yeah, for sure. The effort level still will be, I mean, from what I've read, it sounds like if he, he's going to play, but he could even have like a splint on his finger or something Ugh. kind of taped or it doesn't sound like it's all that great. And mm -hmm. yes, I mean, Matt just said this is five points lower than game four was. I believe games one and two in Sacramento were like 238, 239 and a half. So this is quite a bit lower, but that also tells me that, you know, the books do think that there's going to be some drop off from De'Aaron Fox not being 100%. And as good as the Warriors have been shooting in these last couple of games, those were in Golden State. They do struggle on the road. So, yeah, I go back and forth, but ultimately I just can't I can't get past this number or higher than 234.5 with the way De'Aaron Fox is playing because he's so impactful, not only to the scoring, but the pace of this game as well. Yeah, he is the difference maker for the Sacramento Kings. And I think we saw that last game when it was Harrison Barnes taking the last shot instead of De'Aaron Fox. Still yeah. trying to wrap my head around that one, uh, even though De'Aaron Fox was heavily guarded. So maybe I'm crazy there. But one trend I think that's worth monitoring in this Kings and Warriors series is the fact that Draymond Green has been taking more shots. Have you noticed this? Uh, last game, he um, scored 12 points, which doesn't sound like a lot. But for somebody who, uh, you know, is not really a scoring threat, he shot the ball 14 times, which is kind of crazy. Do you think we continue to see Draymond try to put his stamp on this game offensively? Because I think the sabotage factor, if you take any points prop, is uh, he's not that good of a shooter. <laughs> no, Chelsea, I didn't even know that he shot that much, which is shocking. Like, what, what are mm -hmm. we doing here? Um, Draymond, I mean... This is what, this is how he scored 12 points, six of six from the free throw line. I mean, he was just three of 14 from the field. So mm -hmm. if, if the books want to put up a higher points pop for Draymond, I'll take the under on that all day. And I think he knows his place. That game, he took what was given to him, which was getting to the basket, you know, drawing those fouls. But he's not someone who's going to all of a sudden be like, oh, I had a big game in game four. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a ton in this game. Like he's a smart player. He knows his role. I don't think that he'll be, you know, an offensive factor outside of his norm, which is, you know, 
the pick and roll, those types of things with Steph Curry, a ton of assists. I always like Draymond for assists, but points, nah, I'm staying off of that. Yeah, he's not a dependable scorer is what no. I would say. Like the rebounds are probably going to be there coming off a double-double, I should say that. Uh, then one other trend, uh, Kevon Looney has been putting up some serious numbers for rebounds, uh, had 14 last game and 20 the game before. So maybe he's a guy that continues to get some boards for the Golden State Warriors. I need to check his line, but sometimes if you're torn on a side or a total, sometimes the props market is the way to go, but we shall see. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.